Blog Talk Radio. I'm your host, Janice Tunnell, for today, Sunday, July 8th. Welcome to the show. Just want to remind everybody listening tonight, if you have a comment or question, please give us a call at 914-803-4399. Again, you can give us a call at 914-803-4399. You can also leave your comments and questions um, on our Facebook uh, page. That's Beauty Talk Online Radio. You can leave your comments and questions there, or you can send us a tweet at beauty underscore talk, or you can send an email to beautygirlsmedia at gmail.com, and we'll be sure to get your questions um, and comments on the air. Now I'm going to turn it over to Denise. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the show, and uh, welcome to the beauty news. Um, I have some exciting news from uh, State of California, and uh, presented to you all by um, uh, PBA is extremely excited to announce that the California Senate Bill 999, uh, typically known as the Blow Dry Bill, was defeated in the Assembly Business and, Pro- and Professions Committee on Tuesday, June 26th of this year. Um, chaired by Assembly Member Evan Lowe, uh, the 18-member committee voted the measure down 14 to 2, with two abstaining from voting. The Professional Beauty Association worked alongside salon owners, licensed professionals, school owners, and students to stop this bill. Um, a bit of background for uh, for their effort. PBA has been working diligently to fight uh, back against this bill since March of this year, uh, when the legislation gained gained steam in the California Senate. So, thank you to uh, PBA and captains um, who are uh, part of PBA and representing each state individually. Uh, thank you all so much for fighting. Um, for us and for the industry. Uh, Collectively, over 3,000 industry members sent letters to California legislators. Um, They also tweeted, posted to the legislators' Facebook pages, and and even took part in additional grassroots efforts to ensure the bill was stopped. Um, So all of uh, PBA's hard work is definitely appreciated. And if you are not a member of PBA and you're interested in becoming a member or just interested in the work that the professional beauty organization does, you can uh, go to probeauty.org and you can find out um, all of the information about what um, what it is to be a member, how you can join, um, what PBA does, 
um, how you can become a state captain if you're interested in that and interested in getting the word out to uh, different uh, industry professionals like salon owners, hairstylists, makeup artists, um, estheticians. Um, we're all in this together when it comes to fighting legislation on uh, whether or not uh, people should be licensed to to participate in certain crafts. So, again, we on that. Then the powder group has a class coming up uh, actually next week, Monday, July 16th, uh, excuse me, through Wednesday the 18th, from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. each of those days in New York City. Um, it's going to be located at the Make It Forever studio. And the class is Makeup 101. Makeup 101. So it's going to be presented by um, James Vincent and Bethany Towns. And basically, the um, Makeup 101 will review uh, industry review, industry terminology, from tear sheets to your um, resumes, um, getting started, marketing and promotion, uh, social networking, your makeup kit brushes, other tools, hygiene, working with clients, uh, color theory, beauty makeup application, editorial, photography, and HD makeup application, and self-evaluation. So basically your, your, your basics for um, becoming a makeup artist is what's going to be covered um, in that class. So all products will be provided for, um, for use for the attendees. Attendees should bring their own brushes if they have tools. Um, if not, it will be provided for use by the attendees during the program. The rates for this class, $250 deposit will hold your space. Um, if you are a Powder Group Pro member, um, a $990, which will be a savings of $300 off the price. And then for non-Powder Group members, $1,290. So, again, that's for the total of um, the three. Three days. Three days. Yeah, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. Yep. So for more information, you can go to thepowdergroup.com. Again, thepowdergroup.com. All right. Well, great to have, hear the news about the uh, California bill. I'm so happy about that. And um, actually, I want to talk about that for a second. But first, let's uh, take a quick, quick break, and we'll be right back. Beauty Talk Radio, hosted by your favorite twin celebrity makeup artist, Janice and Denise Tunnell, is celebrating 10 years, and we simply want to say thank you to all of our guests, our sponsors, and supporters who have taken the journey with us. Because of your support, we've been able to bring you conversations, beauty and skincare tips from the industry's finest, and so many more. Sam Fine, Australian makeup artist Ray Morris, James Vincent, V. Neal, Nigeria's own Lola Maja, Kevin James Bennett, Rocky Cosetti, Marietta Carter Narcisse, Tim Bucharin, Mickey Taylor, formerly of Essence Magazine, AJ Crimson, Michael DeVellis, Suzanne Patterson, Larry Sims, Denisa Myricks, Melissa Street, Michael Key of Makeup Artist Magazine, Camille Friend Rochard, Naja Riquette, Bernadette Thompson, and so many more. We're celebrating 10 years, and we're so excited about what's to come for Beauty Talk Radio. Millions listen live and via iTunes downloads from around the world. So we have to say thank you to our listeners in the U.S., of course, the U.K., Australia, Ghana, Russia, South Africa, Uganda, 
Uganda, Brazil, South Korea, Ireland, Canada, Sweden, the Bahamas, and so many other parts of the world. Are you following us on social media? We're on Instagram at beauty underscore talk underscore media. We're also on Twitter at beauty underscore talk. And we can't forget about Facebook, beauty talk online. We're celebrating 10 years. We're excited about where we're going and we know you are too. All right, we are back, and joining us tonight to talk about a couple of hot topics is makeup artist Margina Dennis. Welcome to the show, Margina. Hello, and congratulations on 10 years. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. How have you been? I have been fabulous. How have you been? Pretty good. Cannot complain. Just trying to beat the heat and keep it moving. (laughs) <laughs> oh, the heat has been real. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. And um, um, I'm so happy to hear about the California um, blow-dry bill being defeated, and um, that definitely motivates me to rejoin um, PBA now that I know where their money's going towards fighting yeah, exactly. fight. So. Yeah, that's Absolutely. a good thing. Um and I just wanted to say something about it. Um, you know, for a few years it's now, fight as well. Yeah, absolutely. There's been um, talks in various states, you know, about this. Um, they didn't turn yes. the blow dry bill, but just constant talk about this. So I'm just happy to see that people are responding. They're getting up and they're fighting from students to professionals yes. who've been around for a long time. I'm just happy that. Um, you know, that people have, you know, really showed up. So I'm glad about it. Exactly. Exactly. Because, yeah, there, there, it's definitely different things going on in different states right now. So it's a really important time to be proactive. Definitely. 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 Well, I want to start it off with my sister tonight. I know she had some things she wanted to talk about. So I'll just let her yeah. uh, start it off tonight. Okay. <laughs> Facebook. Dear old Facebook. Why do I hate it? <laughs> Why do I hate it so much? <laughs> well, I mean, I some of the makeup. So <laughs> yeah, we talked about that earlier. <laughs> but some of the makeup uh, beauty group pages really bother me from the influencers the so-called pros, the pros, the newbies, it all drives me crazy. It all drives me crazy. Everybody has an opinion, and like that's one thing about Facebook that I don't like. Like, everybody has an opinion, and just because someone has an opinion, it doesn't mean you need to state your opinion. Sometimes you just, just don't say anything, but that's just not how it is on Facebook. Everybody's all over the place, all over the place, all the time. It drives me crazy. It drives me crazy. Am I alone on this, or do you all feel the same? And, that, and, and my big my big hatred for it all is just some of the groups, the beauty groups, and, and I won't name the groups, but just some of the groups where there's so much, I feel like, whining and complaining. And I feel like, you know, makeup artists, and even just really some professional makeup artists, we're so – consumed with um, 
influencers and what influencers are doing and and who's saying that they went into the lab and made products when um, when they supposedly actually didn't. Like, you know, it doesn't really matter. If people are going to buy the products, it doesn't really matter if they made the product or not. If an influencer has a brand and it's doing very well, God bless them. God bless them. But as a professional makeup artist, why should we be worried about that? As a professional makeup artist, maybe you need to get a little side hustle going or something. I don't know. I just think it's a bit ridiculous. Like, the influencers aren't going anywhere. So you either join them or continue to do your own thing in a different way and, sh- and show why you think your way is teach. But don't criticize and, 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 you know, I don't know. It just drives me crazy. Well, well, I think, I think, Mm -hmm. I think that um, professionals, as a professional artist, our focus should be on um, whatever it is that we're doing. Um, I mean, you know, those groups are there. A lot of times people put things out for people to respond so they can get a conversation going, which I get that, and that's cool. Sometimes it goes a little left, though, because of some people's opinions that, not to say that everybody is supposed to agree agree with the original thought, but sometimes I just feel like, and I hear what you're saying, I feel like, you know, if, if it's an opinion that's going to get something started in a negative way, keep it to yourself. But, you know, you know how people are, and they want to just talk and say things. But I just feel like Facebook, um, Instagram, and all of our social media outlets should really be a platform for us, and I'm just going to speak for myself, should be a platform to kind of advance what you're doing and to, to um, you know, advance what you're doing and put out things in a positive light and in a positive way. But, of course, we know it's social media, and it just doesn't go down like that all the time. Right, and it should not just advance what we're doing, but advance the industry. And you should be... And, and I get it for some pros, it's probably hard to see an influencer go around and talk about this product or that product. Or, you mm-hmm. know, from the outside looking in, you think brands are doing so much for the influencers, but you don't really know what brand is doing for an influencer unless they're doing that same thing for you. You don't really know. And so mm-hmm. you can't look at it like they have so much. But think about the experience that you have as a professional artist. Because a lot of these influencers, as we all know, they're doing makeup on themselves. That doesn't mm-hmm. compare to you touching different faces, different shades, different skin tones. That's, that doesn't compare. So, you know, stop worrying about being an influencer and focus on you, your career, and how to educate other professionals and influencers as well. I think, you know, to me, I think – Instead of having all of this bickering, because it's it's just starting to get ridiculous, the influences are here. They're not going anywhere. Get over it. There's an interesting psychology that goes with all of that. There was actually a study done on that, and I think I might have posted an article about that. Um, Actually, um, articles that are more negative get more traction. It doesn't matter what the subject is. And I actually did a social experiment on my own Facebook page, 
every Friday I would post something positive and no one would read it. And it could be about anything. Of course. Because we love drama. We love drama. Exactly. And even if something was funny, it still wouldn't get the same traction. So it, and the other reason I think you see so many of these windy posts and some of these groups I know uh, collectively have said we're going to stop, we're going to make an effort not to let these things through is because you have artists that are frustrated, not necessarily because of what those influencers or other artists are doing, but the real reason they're frustrated is they have no idea how to market their own business. So they're frustrated that all of this stuff is happening and they don't know what to do about it because they don't know how to market themselves to make themselves stand but, out. But see, but that's the thing. That's that's my whole point of, you know, the influencers aren't going anywhere. So if you can't beat them, join them. Figure out mm-hmm. what it is or ask one of them. Figure out what it is, you know, that they're doing. That You know, how how is it that, you know, you have, I don't know, 120,000 followers, and I have 10,000. You know, what is it that you're doing? Like, I've been, you know, going at this a long time, and, and I'm only at 10,000. How do you have 120? Ask them. If that gaining 120 followers is going to make you more money or something, ask them. Find mm-hmm. out what it is that they're doing. Figure it out. I mean, we're all supposed to be professional, so if you can't find a way to advance your career, you have, I just you don't get it. Get off the pot, right? Yeah. Even the thing is, even if you're not marketing yourself, and I know we're going to talk about this a little later, even if you're not marketing yourself um, very well, I get that. If you don't know how, I get that. But you have to be able to use your resources or any resource to figure that out. That, you can't that, just that, sit back I, that's and be part, what part of the problem They think that just showing up is enough, and they don't understand that that's not enough. <laughs> you know what I mean? So they get frustrated. I'm like, well, I have a kit, and I have a website, and, you know, I practice sanitation, so why am I not working? Because it's about more than that. It's a new day. It's a new day. Does anybody even know you're out there? You Right. You have to do things differently. You have to do things differently. We talk all the time about how when we started, you know, the Internet was basically a baby, baby. you know, so yep. we didn't have the same resources. So, yeah, of course, we put resumes, paper resumes in envelopes and put stamps on them and mailed them, you know. Honey, I'm doing so, yeah. mail- I was doing mailers today. That. Physical mailers. So, That's what I was doing today. So, physical mailers. Now everything, everything's online. Everything's email. So yeah. So you don't necessarily have to mail resumes. But guess what? You have to change with the times. Yes. Because if not, you get left behind. Mhm. So don't blame Agreed. the you know the little, don't blame the young influencers. They're only using what's available to them, which is available to all of us. Yes. Agreed. Well, you know, sometimes I, I, I'm sorry. I said agreed. I agree. Yeah. You know, so it reminds me of how, like, for instance, you know, like back when we first started, um, a lot of uh, film and television artists that I know 
Everything was cool. They were working. They were well established, have put, you know, had good 20 years in the game already, um, and everything was cool. And then when things start to slow up in their area, they're, like, panicking, and it's like, okay, what do I do now? All All because, you know, once you start one thing or do something one way, you get comfortable, you know, mm-hmm. and you get comfortable and then you get stuck in just that and you're not taking the time to, you know, keep up with the times. Like, you know, some people didn't want to, um, when Twitter came along, they didn't want to tweet and that's, and that's fine. That's, that's your preference. But, you know, a lot of people, a lot of older people, some older people didn't want to get on social media. Um, but then now as things have gone along and now, Everybody's using social media. Businesses are using social media. The beauty industry is all over social media. And now they're trying to figure out, well, you know, how come these people are doing things this way? And then they're talking down to, like she's calling them, the newbies or the influencers, you know, talking bad about those types of people. But like she said, they're just using what's available to them. You know, back when we first uh-huh. started, it may have been something, something else available to us. But you just have to keep up with the times and grow with the times. And I get it. Sometimes you just don't want to be on the computer. Sometimes you just don't want to deal with social media. But it's not going anywhere. And and I'm not to say. No, no, I agree with you. I just think in the beginning, I think a lot of people didn't realize that social media was going to become what it was now. It's been around long enough that you needed to get, you needed to have already figured that out and, have gotten on the bus. Right. It's just, it's, you know, it's just some people, some people I think are just very comfortable in, in what they were doing and yes. they don't know how, like you Little were saying. Little fear, too. Yeah, absolutely. Of the unknowns. Absolutely. Absolutely. Why do you? But why do you think that's so? Though why do you think there's something? First of all, let me just tell you guys: if you hear all these this loud noise in my background, it's because there are some people in my neighborhood who are still celebrating the Fourth of July. Yes, so there's same. fireworks still going on. <laughs> so don't be alarmed. Same. same. There was one before I got on the call. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. yeah, there's still people <laughs> celebrating. I just think there's just people, you know, there's still some people that, believe it or not, you know, beyond email, really don't know how to operate their computer or do anything beyond printing something out and answering their email um, and are kind of terrified of technology. I think that there is some of that out there, so people are uncomfortable. Um, but I, I think... I think we're just at a point that if that is truly who you are, you need to figure out, and this is where marketing comes in and running the business and budgeting for stuff, that's got to be part of your marketing budget to pay somebody to do that for you that is comfortable with that so that you have a presence. You can't right. just ignore it and hope it goes away because <laughs> it's not going anywhere, right. like you said. Absolutely. So let's talk a little bit about promoting ourselves and marketing, you know, in this current day, this current social media day, um, why is it so important that we learn um, to market ourselves? Well, I think because we've been afforded um, this technology of the web and social media and all these different platforms, it does enable more people to 
be seen by us and we and us be in contact with numerous other people, but at the same time, it increases the amount of people out there that have the same access. So it has created a lot more visible competition. So I think that's why it's so important that your business is is something that has a visibility online. And also, too, the way that searches are set up and even yellow pages and white pages now, if you don't have a physical presence online, especially a website, mm-hmm. they can't find you. You cannot be found anymore. And that doesn't matter if it's our industry or your dry cleaner next door or the mom and pop deli or pizza shop. It's the same thing. If you can't remember the name of that business and say you want to call them and place an order, they don't have a physical presence online. They will not come up in the search. So it's important to be visible or else you won't be found. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you need to also look at things from the standpoint of how clients look for us and not from how you how you think you should be positioned on social media. It's a very mm-hmm. different mindset. So, you know, you might want all these, you know, these cute little hashtags that no one knows mm-hmm. about. That's not how clients are searching for you. They're not searching by these cute little hashtags. They're searching, you know, by very basic things like Atlanta makeup artists. So it's important to think of it from that standpoint. Repeat that one more time. I didn't hear that last part. Meaning that you have to, you have to, you have to, especially like on Instagram and Twitter, mm-hmm. you have to think of how clients are searching on those platforms for people. They're not searching mm-hmm. by cute little hashtags. They're searching by basic things. So you have a producer that's coming into your area and it's an unfamiliar place for them. They're going to go on Google and search by probably your city name and makeup artist, and they're going to go on social media and search the same way. So if those hashtags don't exist within your social media, they're not going to right. find you. Right. So it has to be in your social, in your SEO, in your marketing. They're not going to find you. Right. You know, I get what, I get what you're saying. But I sure hope no producer is searching on Instagram for me. Oh, they are. Like, I just I I've, sure I've hope had no four, They are. I just have four different entries, and that's how they all found me was Instagram. I sure hope I've a relationship with somebody or somebody referred me to them, and they are not searching on social media for me. The younger producer, sure that's how they're searching. I still oh, get well. stuff by referrals, but I got four inquiries last week, and it was all through Instagram. So what kind of jobs? Um, one was for a TV show with a celebrity that's on cable. Another one was a clothing brand um, from another country that's coming here to shoot. Um, and it, two others were video productions. 
Maybe they are production in that clothing brand. I can see it, but for actual film and TV stuff, I don't know. I don't know. TV shows like, uh, um, um, like uh, you know, major motion picture or major uh, primetime television show. This is a known, this sure. is a known cable network. It's a known show. Mm-hmm. I'm just, I'm letting you. Know, these are this is how younger producers are searching. But is it real? Is it a reality show? No, it's not. It is not a reality show. It is not a scripted show, but it is not a reality show. It's more along the lines of a cooking. No, it's more along the lines of like a cooking type show, but it is not reality TV. Okay. All right. So it's okay. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, because that would that would scare me if if the producer me through Instagram, that would kind of scare me. But I I know it's happening. Hmm. But I said I knew it's happening that way too, because yeah, it's amazing to me even on union stuff that they don't know to get a list from whatever the local is that they're actually they're in they're in groups asking they're on. They're on different types of social media asking for that information. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, so I've I have personally seen that with my own eyes. So it is happening that way. That's why I like old yeah. producers. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like you would think you would think something that's common sense for us isn't so is common sense. So, but I remember. And it's like, oh, you know, I need a union, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, well, where is this? And there's like this state. I was like, did you contact the local? And I actually like put a link, put a link to the local. This is what you should be doing. And it's like, oh, okay. So it's not that it's not that common. Mm. And I've seen that more than once. And it's becoming more prevalent that way, too. I mean, I got referred on social media to a union commercial from a Facebook group. And it was a seasoned producer that was looking for a union person that did not know to call the local office here in New York. We're not even talking about some faraway land. But, you know, there was a time when when commercials weren't union, so... You know, yeah, I just think that's just, to me, like, that's something more new with commercials being union. Like, I, I don't know, I just, yeah, because to me, commercial world, that, that's its own little thing. Like, you, you're either in the commercial world or you're not. And I feel like it's more of a, or or the way how it used to be, it's more of a, you know, people have had relationships with producers and things like that. Mm-hmm. So you kind of get referred a lot in the commercial world. Mm-hmm. So, if a pro- I guess it doesn't really shock or something like that. I mean, you know, that's mm-hmm. I guess. Well, well you yeah. Know so it's happening. It's happening in all different ways. It's just you just have to be. You have to be visible. So how do you yeah. suggest? How do you suggest? How do you suggest, um, you know, these professionals market themselves now? 
They have to be visible on, on all different platforms. And here's the interesting feedback I personally have been getting from people within the industry that are decision makers. Even though email is very prevalent, people are getting inundated with emails, and I know that I am myself. Um, and it's not just emails from people. It's also your notifications from all your different social media that you're on and newsletters and everything else that you might be getting into your inbox. So they're literally inundated. So they're not even reading. Probably 90% of the emails are getting. They're just deleting it to stay on top of their inbox. So if they don't have an immediate need, they're not even seeing your email. So it's really important to even go back to those things that we used to do years ago, which is physical mailers. People aren't doing that that much anymore, so there's less competition in that area. And people still like getting something tangible to hold on to and something that's visual. So I said today um, writing out postcards to do mailers. And then I'll follow up with a phone call. You notice I said a phone call and not an email? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Because, this is again, a, this people is are getting thing. less phone calls, so they're actually answering the phone again. See, that, but that's the thing. It takes time to check an email. So if so you have something in the mail, if you get something in the mail, of course you open it up real quickly and you look at it, you glance at it, it's right there. If you're getting an and email. And if you like it, if you hold on to it, it goes right on the wall. They put a piece of tape on it or a stick pin through it, and then it's there staring at them, and boom, that's your information. They don't have to remember your name then. (laughs) Or it's like, yeah, you're right. I like this stuff. And then all of this craziness of that's also overwhelming. You've got people DMing through Instagram, DMing through Twitter, um, DMing through Snapchat, DMing through Facebook. Book and then you got email through your website, email coming from here, there, and everywhere. No one has time to check all that and remember where all that stuff is coming from. And then people are texting. And I know that people sometimes get upset and get a little flip. It's like, can you please contact me via email? And they're like, well, why do why are you being that way? So that I I don't have to spend all this time trying to figure out where the conversation was. Why it's important to have the streamline so that stuff doesn't kind of slip to the cracks. And also, too, all that other stuff isn't exactly that reliable, especially in Instagram direct messages. I've had stuff that people said they said to me two weeks prior just magically show up. Like, oh, what was this? So sometimes, even though technology is great, you need to be present on it, you still need to direct them in a way that you can kind of control your funnel. Or if you want everything by phone. <laughs> it's you know, right. whatever that minor that majority funnel is gonna be for you, make it make it that funnel. Right. Well let's take a quick, quick break and then we'll come back and continue this uh this marketing discussion. 
Okay. How would you like to become friends with benefits? I'm sure that got your attention. I'm talking about friendsbeauty.com, now offering a benefits discount program to all of our friends. That's right. Professionals that qualify can save up to 40% and non-professional consumers up to 10% just for setting up a free account online. At Friends Beauty, we offer a huge range of products, including beauty makeup, special FX and theatrical makeup, skin care, wigs and extensions, styling tools, and more with thousands of brands at the best prices. We've been in business since 1940 and pride ourselves on ensuring our friends have the best shopping experience ever. Sign up for our friends discount program and shop with us today at friends, that's F-R-E-N-D-S, no I, beauty.com friendsbeauty.com. We also offer studio services for production orders at 818-691-1294. That's 818-691-1294. Join our program and become a friend with benefits today. All right, let's talk a little bit about things that we should we should use. I know you said you were writing postcards. What about mm-hmm. portfolios? You know, people stop oh, using believe, portfolios. I believe in them. Time. I still I, believe I in them. Like I think they're very should, important. Yeah, we should go back to that. Very important. It, it is a much different experience than looking at a computer screen. And you can really see detail in a printed book that you cannot see on a computer screen. So I feel like it gives you just a, a, a an advantage, and especially if if you're bold enough to do an even bigger book than a nine by twelve and do an eleven by fourteen, because you can't hide anything in, in that. And especially if you are a really great detailed artist with the trend going less Photoshop to no Photoshop on images. You have major retailers like Target and CVS that have made pledges that they're no longer going to use retouching on their campaigns. So they're relying on hiring good people. That means good photographers, good, um, good lighting technicians, good hair, makeup, and styling. And you want to be able to show that because that's going to set you apart from your competitors if you are proficient in that area. Okay, so if we're still if we're still putting together a book, the question is, are producers um, and directors, um, um, art directors, um, those people who are looking to hire, are they still asking for a book, a portfolio? Something physical, I, though, is what I want to know. It depends. Um, they're not always still asking for that, but if you have a meeting, that's when you, you just take your book with you because it mm-hmm. leaves it leaves an impression that is very positive. It's something tangible, and they will remember that, and they will take the time to touch it and go through it. Because I still take a book to meetings. I do not take a tablet. I love a heavy portfolio, and it it does make a big difference, especially when you're dealing with younger producers and art buyers that aren't used to seeing that. It's a very different 
experience. It's almost like, remember how they said um, vinyl was going to go away, you know, records? And then mm-hmm. all this resurgence. Mm-hmm. And the same thing with film cameras. Mm-hmm. The younger generation is having a resurgence with this because you cannot get the same quality of music from a digital file that you get from playing a record. You don't right. hear everything. It's the same thing with film versus digital. It's the same thing with your book versus looking on a computer screen. So it, you're going to have a very different experience. And I think, Janice, you just asked the question about um, our producers. Did you ask the question, are producers still looking for, like, a physical book? Yeah, like when they're asking to see a portfolio, are they are they still asking for the actual physical portfolio, or are they asking, let me see your, your website or your Instagram? Depends, or on, think, depends on the age. I depends think, on the age. Yeah, I think, um, and and not even not even the age. I think it 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 just depends on what you have. Like they're asking for your portfolio because they're expecting you to keep to have a body of your work and work. to be able to present a body of your work. So if that comes in in a website, then they'll look at that as your portfolio. If that comes in a physical book, then sure they'll look at that. If that's a tablet with you know with you just having pictures in a in um, a folder on your in your live you know in your photos in on your tablet or phone, they'll look at that. I think when they say portfolio now, I just think that means in whatever format that comes in. Mm-hmm. But you're because I've had I've had you, producers ask for um, portfolios, and, and I've given them, you know, websites. Right. But if you're... Never Instagram. If you're, yeah, exactly. If you're going in that direction, your your physical book should not be the exact same as your website. You should you should be targeting and putting images in geared towards your meeting and who you're meeting with and what it's about. So that would mean finessing it. No different than if you need to finesse your makeup kit to go to a job to fit the needs of that particular job. So then I see that you you have the capabilities of doing all that. Even with workshops, if you're going in an interview about a film and you know maybe it's a very period-heavy piece, you would want to show them more of that so they feel confident that you have the ability to do that job. I, I, um, for example, when I had... um, I had an interview for a department head position for Survivor's Remorse. Mm-hmm. And so the producer asked for um, my portfolio, if I had my portfolio with me. And I told and I told him I don't have a physical portfolio, but because I stopped doing that a long time ago, but I had my website. So I gave him my website. And so mm-hmm. later, I think it may have been like the next day or something, when I got a call that, I got the job. I was told that it was, you know, the job was between me and one other person because we both kind of interviewed well, you know, about the same. And so mm-hmm. uh, the reason that I got the job was because when asked for a portfolio, I was able to present something to them. The other person didn't have one, didn't have anything mm-hmm. to show mm-hmm. their body. Of I work. believe it. I believe it. So. So, and I'll come back to one of the reasons that alone. But anyway, um, so because I had the 
the you know the photos to show that was why I was hired. Um, there was something else I was going to say about that. Um, oh, you mentioned something about having um, having photos for your your particular meeting. So because it's a television show, and from the script that I read, you know, reading that script, I knew it was going to be a heavy beauty show. Okay, mm-hmm. but what I did not. So I I didn't know that there were going to be some effects down the road, but I'm always when it comes to film and TV, I always expect that. But yeah. the work that I showed on my resume, I'm not even sure if during that time I had any effect stuff on my website. Gotcha. So them they were just looking really what they were looking for. They were the looking for someone who could do women of color. Mm-hmm. Because this task was that. heavy yeah. for, for not just women of color, but just people of color in general. Because, I mean, those were the main cast, and they wanted to make sure someone could do it. And even in the interview, they stated how, you know, it, they had to have somebody, basically what they told me was they had to have somebody black because they needed to get right. Understandable. So, and they wanted their, and they, they wanted their cast for. to feel comfortable too. Absolutely, but they—that's what they were looking for. They weren't necessarily. They didn't say anything about effects work or anything like that. So that's I'm, what I'm trying to say is, if your, if your, uh, your portfolio or whatever does not show, um, because sometimes going into these interviews, sometimes you can go into an interview and never have a script. Sometimes you won't get a script unless they hire you. That's true. And so sometimes you can go in not knowing what they want to see. So my suggestion by hearing this now is to basically go to basically make sure whatever it is that you can do, include it in your portfolio. So if it's some effects work included in that, if it's, you know, if it's even on your website included, included in that, make sure they can see everything that you can do so that you're, you're prepared when you ask for your portfolio of everything that you can do. If it's exactly. any painting, have it on, have it there. Show something, exactly. anything, everything. Exactly. Exactly. If you're going into it, you want to make sure you're it, knowing what you can do, then you kind of want to, um, you know, prepare for what they want, but it's okay, I think, to slide one or two extra things that you didn't ask for. Exactly. So you show variety. Mm-hmm. And so, so that they know that they're capable of doing something different if they decide they want to go in yeah. a different direction. Yeah, and then that's Absolutely. the way of setting yourself apart, you know, from the yeah. next person who may be interviewing. Because you're showing diversity. Right. Exactly. But, I mean, and I think that also goes back to, you know, part of marketing yourself is doing the homework, doing the legwork, asking the questions so that you can know how to present yourself or doing homework on previous projects and right. get an idea of what what might be happening and anticipating things so you know how to present yourself instead of just, you know, showing up blind and then say, well, I didn't know. Because, mm-hmm. you know, maybe your competition did spend the time doing that and that's why they got the job. Right. Because they went, they did, they went that extra mile. 
Right. Exactly. Now, what about building relationships and networking? Um, you know, we do a lot of networking on social media. Um, is building relationships and networking in person a thing of the past? No, I don't, I don't think, think so. so. I don't think so. I don't think so because at I, all. I think I it's think, still important. I think, yeah, I think that's how you really network, and I think that's how you really maintain those relationships is just having a exactly. face-to-face conversation. And, you know, it's although, you know, technology has changed everything and technology has changed the way we communicate with one another, it's getting old. I think people are tired of it. Like, I don't, I don't want so my Instagram DM again. to – I'm sorry? They're longing for a connection again. Right. I don't want my Instagram DM to be my text message, you know, app. No. I, yes. I want, if you message me, then text me on, on my cell phone. That's what I have it for. If not, I may as well get rid of it if you're not going to call me or text me on it. Exactly. You know, I can just use my computer for everything. Exactly. Exactly. So, but no, I, you know, I, I want I to have face-to-face you. conversations. I, I don't think it's him. I make a I'm I make it a point to go to events, to physically see people, meet people in person. It's something very different about being able to put a face um to a voice and to a name in person. Um, about the connectability. Um people see more of your personality, they get to know you, you find out stuff more personal about them because you're in a social setting and I, I that's very important instead of the hard sell all the time. The hard sell can make people very uncomfortable. I don't even personally network that way. I network from the standpoint of getting to know people and know stuff about them because at the end of the day, we're all still human. So me touching base with a, a client or even a potential client be something that's not even related to work because I've taken the time to get to know them as a person and know about their hobbies, they have kids, a husband, or whatever. And I might run across something that I remember they like, and that's why I'm reaching out to them. Hey, I saw this article. I know your kid is, your son's really in the skate park, and this new skate park opened up near you. I hope everything's great with you. Instead of going, hey, I'm just checking in to see if you have any work coming up for me. It sends a very mm-hmm. different message. You're still putting yourself in their mind. That's true. Let me ask, you know, when makeup artists were doing blogs, you know, just a regular Mm -hmm. blog, um, Mm -hmm. and then I felt like when Instagram came around, it, like, slowed down or stopped. For some people, it just stopped. Do you think that was a great way to for makeup artists or hairstyles or whoever um, to market themselves? Oh, absolutely. I did a blog for years, but I stopped. I mean, actually, I still do a blog. I used to do a newsletter for years. Um, I stopped doing a newsletter because people are so inundated with emails. So I do very targeted correspondence with people. It takes more time but it's more personalized instead of this blast. It's like, hey. Mm-hmm. 
but I think it can be very it, it can be very useful tools that people can take the time to read if they have the time to read it. Mhm. Mhm. What would you say is the top two <clears throat> the top two um, social media platforms for for working artists, whether it's hair, makeup, stylist, what have you? Anybody in the beauty industry, what would be the maybe the top two platforms to be on? I think Instagram and Facebook. That's what I'm seeing. Um, and it's about how they're marketing their business pages. And it also depends on how your business is structured. Um, if you are more con- consumer-driven business, then mm-hmm. your Facebook business page can be great for that because um, potential clients can see that. But um, you're not necessarily going to see production people in that environment. So it just right. depends on who you're marketing to. So if you're doing more bridal or doing more salon work, that could be a great resource for you. Right. Or even a, even a group, or even you know even joining like one of the moms groups or community groups in your area, and having people get to know you that way. Because that's mm-hmm. the modern like um, take on joining the chamber of commerce. Remember back in the days joining the Chamber of Commerce. I mean, people still do that, mm-hmm. but that's like the modern version of it. Right. To join a city group. Maybe, you know, you're like, you know, Atlanta Moms who lunch or, you know, Atlanta Brides or, you know, Atlanta Wedding Planners. Or... So, yeah, it's, it's, joining, it's joining those sorts of groups and networking that way. So tell us a little bit about Beauty Goals um, that's coming up in L.A. Um, August 26th of this year. Oh, the class that I'm, I'm doing in L.A.? I um, mm-hmm. got asked to do a couple of classes in L.A. Um, by um, a few makeup artists out there. One is a, um, a sister union member. She's a member of 706. And um, it's the Beauty Gold class is about marketing, and I'm also doing a hands-on class there. So that class is about basically figuring out what your persona is for your business and your your brand. And I give out homework to people before class. So it's a very detailed homework asking about their particular business, what they feel like their strengths and weaknesses are, what type of um, – what area of the business they'd like to target, and and then I ask them personal questions about themselves um, and how they how they perceive themselves and how clients have described them to help them to start thinking in that manner because I think it's really important for people to look at themselves and think of themselves as a brand and not just as an artist and what that mm-hmm. looks like so that you can incorporate that into your marketing Absolutely. to help distinguish yourself from, you know, from this neighbor or that neighbor. So it's, you know, really important to figure out what that looks like. And I'm going to be doing the solo series this summer for Alcone here in New York. They're um, 
they're about to announce the summer series. So I'm oh, nice. really passionate about getting that marketing out, and you're going to see that in Atlanta, too, at IMAX, too. I think it's really Great. important, and I think that's an area where a lot of artists struggle. Because I find it when I ask that question, I get crickets. <laughs> They're like, "What do you mean?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, "What is your business?" Like, right. how, how, it's like, "What you know? How do you sell yourself?" Because this job is about sales. It's not just about you know having pretty brushes and pretty colors and pretty pictures. It's like, how are you selling yourself? Yeah, and I think that's what artists tend to forget. Yes. Yeah. Like you said, if it comes down to you and that other person, what's going to set you apart? And there can be a lot in the details. Like, for example, I remember this was years ago, and I I was working with a photographer that was up for a job for corporate headshots. And they were fighting her on um, bringing in hair and makeup. So I said, let me write something up for you along with pictures to explain why my role is important. And fast forward to basically five, five years later, that marketing director reached out to me. The photographer is no longer in the industry because I made an impression on her and she wants to bring me back in and then ask me for photography recommendations because it wasn't just me doing a great job while I was there. It was also the fact that I pointed out things to her that she didn't realize were important about why to be there on that job. So it Mm -hmm. really does get down to presentation. I wrote an article for Production Hub called It's It's Never Just a Little Powder because that phrase for me is kind of like a tick and kind of a pet peeve when people say, oh, it's just a little powder, diminishing what we do as professionals, especially when it comes to men. And I actually broke down an article everything that's involved and what they perceive to be a little powder and also the psychological effect that we can positively have on talent as a professional that will help them to get that shot faster, put talent at ease, help the shoot go faster, how we can alert production or photographer to let them know if somebody's having a bad day, if somebody has needs, anything we're an integral part of things going smoothly as part of that team. It's never just a little powder. So that's why it's really important to understand how you're presenting yourself. Because I've had several people reach out to me after that article and said, well, that was great, and I had not thought of things in that manner. That's part of marketing. You have to figure mm-hmm. out what the needs are of your client and figure out what the solution is for them. Because this job isn't about us. It's about the solutions we bring to the plate. And a lot of times they don't think of the, the emotional part of things or, you know, especially working with people that aren't in front of the camera all the time or even 
actors, you know, actors need to feel confident, too. And that's why some of them have personals that they request because of that reason. It's not just that person necessarily doing this amazing job on their face, but it's that level of comfort that it brings for them so that they can produce their best work. Right. Well, ladies, we have ran out of time tonight. Great discussion. Um, definitely <laughs> we have to uh, do more uh, discussions like this. Um, this is good information, and um, it's something that artists really need to pay more attention to. Um, just as important as, like you said, um, the pretty brushes, just as important as your skill and your techniques are, it's also important to promote ourselves and, and market ourselves. So um, yeah, it's definitely something we need to consider uh, discussing a little further later down the road. Well, I appreciate you guys having me on. Absolutely, absolutely. And I look forward to seeing you guys in Atlanta. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. I can't wait for that. It's going to be exciting. I know. It's going to be real, real exciting. <laughs> yes. And, and even though it may seem like it's far away, it's really around the corner. It's not. It's not. I'm, no, it's not. <laughs> it's around the corner. <laughs> Everything's around the corner. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, really. <laughs> it really is. Well, thanks again, uh, Margina. Uh, we appreciate you coming on. My pleasure. My pleasure. And a big thank. Have a and a big thank. Yeah. A big thank you to um, those who are who have tuned in on the phone lines and those who are listening online. Thank you guys yes. for uh, checking us out as well. For those oh, and I also want to say. Yes. I just wanted to sh- I wanted to shout out um, some of our new listeners from last week. We had some um, listeners from the Netherlands and the Czech Republic. Wow. So just wanted to wow. thank them for for joining us. You international fabulousness. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you guys for um, those people who listen um, from all over the world. Thank you for tuning in every Sunday night. We really appreciate it. Have a great week, ladies. Thank you, you too. Have a good well. night. Thank you. Good night. Good, good night. night. All right, everybody. We have uh, The time has gone down, so we're no longer um, recording. So I'll just end this with a uh, good night and have a beautiful and blessed week. Same to you. Don't work too hard. Good night. <laughs> we'll try not to. <laughs> All right. Bye bye. Good night. How would you like to become friends with benefits? I'm sure that got your attention. I'm talking about friendsbeauty.com, now offering a benefits discount program to all of our friends. That's right. Professionals that qualify can save up to 40% and non-professional consumers up to 10% just for setting up a free account online. At Friends Beauty, we offer...